My name is Oliver Queen. For five years, I was stranded on an island with only one goal. Survive. Oliver Queen is alive. Now I will fulfill my father's dying wish to use the list of names he left me and bring down those who are poisoning my city. To do this, I must become someone else. I must become something else. Hello and welcome back to Rogue Arrow Podcast, the best fan podcast of the CW show era with four co-hosts in four different time zones and two continents. Wow, that's, that's a lot of caveats, but it's very true. I, I like to have enough modifiers to make it impossible to be Irrefutable, yeah. <laughs> so, as always, I'm Daniel Janes. I'm Chris O'Neill. I'm Rudy Schubach. And I'm Laurel Mers. And today we're talking about episode 13, Betrayal. But first, I'd like to get into some feedback. Over on iTunes, we got a review from Kev Gav. And he says, I like this podcast. It's fun. They give enough background on the DC characters most people don't know and their insights into possible plot twists and turns to come. There's a lot of joking around and some derails, but it is what it is, and that's simply a group of people having a good time discussing a show they love. Which yeah. is true. Ah. So thanks very much, Kev Gav. That's Kev Gav gets us. Very good words Aww. about things. I like that we sound like we're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just honest. It's such yeah. an act. <laughs> <laughs> It's honestly yeah, that we sit down and script this. <laughs> that would take way too much time, and I would not want to do that scripted. Be very. And I'm, I'm hungover most of the time anyway. Exactly. So you you wouldn't be getting any of the things right. <laughs> yeah, because doing this on a Sunday morning is always the best idea. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you have four different time zones on two different continents kind of have to somebody gets screwed over you get to podcast tomorrow is what we're trying to say exactly yeah you podcast from the future i do which is why we get funny noises sometimes yep flux capacitor is at maximum capacity Uh, so this book contains a list of the names of the guys you've been hunting and this book your mother's has the same list of names it's identical so where'd your mother get her copy oliver for that matter who gave it to you? Felicity Smoke. She said that Walter found it in their bedroom. And now he's missing. She's my mother, Diggle. She's not the kind of person who would... Have her husband disappeared? Because that's really the question, isn't it, Oliver? I understand why you would believe your mother over your stepfather, but I tend to believe the innocent party is whoever's missing. And presumed did. Anyways, as I said, we're talking about episode 13 this week, titled Betrayal, originally aired on February 6th. I can talk good. February 6th, 2013. It was written by Lana Cho and Beth Schwartz and directed by Guy B. And I think Laurel's got the summary this week. What, what, what? Okay, so summary for the week. We open on a badass butthole getting out of prison and being picked up by a hop rod. He goes over to Bert and Allie's old place and shakes a guy. WTF. Uh, meanwhile, back on the island, Oliver runs into trouble in an old down plane. Back in La La Land, which I like to call where Laurel is because my nickname growing up was La La. So I'm called her deals La La Land. She's dealing with her new intern and her quote-unquote court-ordered slave, racist, uh, and, and this uh, <laughs> pro bono person. So she needs evidence for a case and seeks out the hood. A uh, freaking oh! Because we all know that the uh, phone is now tapped. Uh, totally Ollie and have a conversation where Dig's all, your mama, and Ollie's all, oh no, you didn't. Then uh, <laughs> gets Lance, feeling the pressure to produce evidence. He, gets a, he finds out about the phone call between Laurel and the hood plans a task force to meet her and the hood as they have a sexy moment. I mean, totally platonic, all work, no play meeting. Uh, so then back at the badass butthole's place, he's hanging out at Burton Alley's with the broad. Hood plays a visit, death ensues. The trick arrow with the recorder device quacks next to their faces. 
And uh, Badass Butthole vows to take down the biggest guy, a.k.a. The Hood. Booyakasha. So then Lala, she's all calling up the arrow, let's make out, I mean meet. Lance let's is... meet up. I mean make out. I mean meet up. <laughs> exactly. So then uh, back to Lance. We're going in. Kill, kill, kill. But uh, not Laurel. She fucked me first. Turnabout. Fair play. Oh, that's gross. Uh, I mean, fuck me over. Sorry. Um, then Lala, she's going to have a meeting with Merle's. But then she's like, got to go. I'll see you in a bit. But you can see in her eyes, she's like, if I don't die. Uh, and then we see <laughs> what I like to call from this episode, Diggs driving Miss Daisy. Uh, he's got Mama in the back of the car. Diggs goes rogue. She says, don't come with me. And he's all, I'm going to follow that b- bitch. Faux shiz. And then he walks oh, in and it's a birthday party and not a secret meeting. So, Arrowed. Uh, Arrow gives Lala the record- recording. They're not alone. And he's off. Good luck, douchebags. Whack. Then, uh, <laughs> Lala on Lancey Pants. He's nursing a whack to the back of the neck. And she's all, you used me, jerk. And he's all, you have problems. Laurel, 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 phone before you go. I'm not actually trying to make up with you. I just want the phone. Then Ollie and, Diggs, <laughs> Ollie and Diggs is all, you know, Diggs is all, you don't see straight about your Laurel or your mom. And he's all, don't talk to me. I'm broody. And then, boys, boys, you're both pretty. They fight. Upper hand goes to Diggs. Um, Lala and Merlin, and, uh, Lala's all, you sound like my dad, and he's all, you're dad, you're your dad, and she's all, he's a liar, and Merle's like, yeah, you are, see how it feels, biznitch? So then we go back to the badass butthole, who's eating grossly, to say, it sounded, like, really disgusting, I want to throw up, and watching the news about the arrow, <laughs> the broad brings news, She's got a mole in the uh, whatever police office. Oh, I thought you were going to say she has a mole on her face. I was like, I did not see this mole on her face. Stop no. looking for moles. <laughs> no. And then she's like, he's all, let's use Laurel to get to the hood. And I decide already I don't like this lady. So then <clears throat> we go back to Merle and Ollie. They're having girl talk. And it's all, you know, he she's been meeting with the Arrow and – Ollie's like, what? She could get hurt, blah, blah, blah. She's like, they're like dangerous rule breakers. Ah! And then Ollie gives some great advice to Merle. Merle is a brooding broad now. And then he's all just, fiox it! Um, meanwhile, back on the island, he, uh, our arrow's like, I was told to survive and I had to come here because of Yao Fei. Uh, get off the island. And then uh, the new badass on the island is like, oh, we were supposed to get off together, and uh, he must have sent you to help me, and then it seems like training is going to ensue, but not yet. Instead, he gets a new scar, and I remember the sound of Yao Fei in my head saying, you will die badly, and uh, the line of the show, I think, that happens on the island is, you fight like a girl, saying you fight like a girl would be a compliment. <laughs> then... Uh, Lala, calling Tommy like a girl does. Who's at that door? Not Tommy. And then Lala is a badass, and then she gets tased. Meanwhile, can't block a taser. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, can't block a taser, yeah. Meanwhile, back driving Miss Daisy. Uh, she's all, don't get out again. And he's all, but I want to get out. She's all, but don't. Diggs is all, now's your chance. And who is he meeting up with? So Diggs goes into the um, closet to like listen to the conversation between Papa Merlin and uh, and Mama Arrow, and I I swear to God I thought he was looking for a cup. So I wrote cup cup. Where's the cup when I need it? And then never mind. He's got a awesome piece of things. So she's talking to Papa Merlin. You know she's saying some pretty you know, scary things like I didn't have to use the normal tactics of persuasion and he's all go to the warehouse and get rid of the queen's gambit. And she's all, I know that my husband was set up. And, uh, then the security guard comes in and puts a kibosh on the whole thing. And, and, uh, Diggs does a really good job of getting out of it. Um, so then, 
Let's see. I was waiting for uh, for Diggs to grab nunchucks at that very moment. Oh God, wouldn't it be great? Yeah, it's never gonna happen. Never. So, um, Colin the Posse. Ah, so Tommy tries to come to the rescue by going to Lance, but it's kind of too late. Butthole. So, um, he's like comes into her. No, I'm sorry. Tommy comes to the rescue, trying to come into the house. House is like the door's open. He's freaked out, so he goes to see Lance. And uh, what's Lance going to do? He knows there's a mole. And uh, so he decides to call the arrow. The arrow. Uh, so Ollie and Diggs fight some more. Ah, shit. Your mama's a bad guy. Listen, all y'all. Don't you know? <laughs> it was my mommy. Uh, anyway, so, and then Lancey Pants calls. Um, meanwhile, back on the island, he's all, don't kill me. And then he breaks his wrist and gets out of the ties and then beats him up and then he's all now we're friends punches him one time <laughs> now you are my friend um which happens later too i think uh, something else but i can't remember exactly because i remember being like oh and we're friends now um oh yeah later when the arrow okay so when the arrow and what's his name now they're friends um so then uh lancy pants and arrow um, they are, uh, talking on, or someone's a mole, let's work together, and now we're friends. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, okay, so, the badass bald holes, back of the mansion, Lala's all trying to lawyer him to death, and then, uh, he's talking about, oh, you know, we got a bunch of shooters, and then we see the shooters, and, like, fuck you guys, and then he's like, yeah, but if he gets through that, it'll be two sharpshooters. And then flashbang, fuck you guys. And then he's like, and what about the army? Mm, fuck you guys. Number of arrows is 24, and he's inside. And then the arrow gets fucked. He's like, got a gun to his back. But Lancey pants to the rescue and saves his ass. Then Arrow saves Lance's career by not letting him kill the guy. And Laurel is saved. We got the princess, and we get 5,000 coins or some other geeky thing inserted in here. Um, <laughs> then we see Lala and Daddy back, <laughs> back at the office. Daddy, step back. You aren't trustable. Then Lala sees Arrow. They meet on the street. They have some girl talk. Again, who's he kidding? He's not wearing a mask. How does she not know who it is? Merlin interrupts their um, conversation and and is like, "Oh, as long as you're okay, you, I'm happy." Like a mom would say. When a kid gets in a car accident, which it just grows more evidence that Merlin is growing a vagina, uh, and and then Arrow longs for Laurel. Meanwhile, back on the island, he gets his second chance, which sounds like probably his only chance. Uh, we need each other, blah, blah, blah. Let's learn you up, baby boy. Pick a weapon, any weapon, and then holy shit. You talk about swords? I like swords. I know. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> this is what I said to myself. Holy shit. He's the two-faced guy. Wait, it's his partner? Wait, Australian intelligent? He likes you know it. I have to say that the sword is actually one of our um, weapons that we have. We don't use guns. What? Just... That sword is actually an Australian intelligence weapon. Like, your FBI carries that sword. Yeah, they don't carry guns oh. or tasers. They carry swords. Oh, and we also know that that was written by an American because we don't call it ASIS. It's ISIS. Oh. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's tricky. not See, something you'd know unless you were from here. With an Aussie who can tell us that kind of shit. Exactly. And that's why and we keep ISIS. Chris around. Yeah. ISIS I like his accent. Say I, I think it's, well, I like Chris's accent. I'm not sure about this Australian intelligence guy. It's only sounded He's okay. He's British. Yeah, right? Okay, thank you. I thought so. <laughs> so we're almost done. Ollie and Diggs have the lesson of the episode. Blind trust is dangerous. What you gonna do? Same thing we do every night, Diggs. Talk about it in a costume and hang out with some dudes. And then he jumps into his mom's office. Lady, you failed this city. Bum, bum, bum. End of the episode. Is Merlin growing a vagina? Will Arrow be forced to take down his mother? Which Deathstroke is the real Deathstroke? Lance and Laurel, who's the douche? All this and more on this episode of Rogue Arrow. Lance and Laurel, who's the douche? <laughs> well, that was an adventure. 
<laughs> was it ever? <laughs> oh man, where to start? See, it's hard. See, now that you know, it's hard to do a good, short, concise, but also thorough <laughs> thing. Yes, that's probably super tough. Yeah, mine were getting boring, so I figured we'd pass it off to somebody, and it definitely is more entertaining that way. who's the douche I'm still laughing about that okay Uh, I knew that I was going to be excited and happy with this episode within the first 10 minutes and it's because Diggle went back to back with best quote of the night Um, I can't remember what the very first one was and it's really upsetting to me because it made me laugh really hard but the second one was Oliver if this was anybody else you'd be having an Aeroshide chat with them which made me laugh really hard (laughs) Um, what was the first one? Like the very first scene after what's his name gets shanked, it goes to Diggle and Arrow in the Arrow Cave, and he says something funny, and it makes me laugh. Ooh, uh, I wish I'd written it down in my notes. Yeah, right. Not next perfect. time. Next time, I'll start doing the the best line note card. There you go. Ooh, I'll good pick point. it up. I promise. What do you guys think of David Anders as Cyrus Vanch? The uh, badass, badass butthole. Butthole. Well, as, as I love him because he was he was the bad guy in Alias as well. Yes, he was, and also yeah. one of the bad guys in one of the seasons of Heroes that doesn't exist. Oh, of course, that um, he was the guy back in time. Yeah, that that oh, was one yeah. of the one of the good familiar. arcs from the latter seasons. And probably the good arc from the latter seasons. Was that the one where Hero went back in time and he was in old school Japan and he had to get yeah. a... Yeah. Okay. Wasn't that just season guy. two? Yeah, it was season two. If okay. I seen it, then... We, we accept I, season two. I love, that, I love that season one was good and then everything else is just the latter shit. I liked I season two all. until the uh, writer's strike hit. And then Ooh. it just went to shit. So arrow. So arrow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Another podcast. Yeah, I I really enjoy him as Cyrus Vanch. I also enjoyed that he mentioned food or was eating in every scene we see him. Yeah. So Grossly. Added a uh, drinking game for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he makes a good villain. There's mm-hmm. just something not right about him. I'm sure he's not like that in real life but it definitely comes across <laughs> I, don't know. I, bet, I bet he's a little yeah he you and you automatically think you're gonna die yeah <laughs> i was a little worried after seeing seth gable as the count last week but after you know two minutes in and he shanks somebody i was like all right we're good yeah he just got he just straight stabbed a dude like he's yeah. like how's it going bring it in for the real thing uh stab <laughs> Shanky, shanky. I knew when the hug was happening, I was like, he's gonna he's gonna like inject something in him, or gonna stab him, or like kick him in the balls or something. I was ready for it. But it was good. And that moment where they're sort of doing that slow pan away with the camera and like the blood is just sort of seeping and growing in pool size, that was pretty pretty ugly for network television. Yeah, I was kinda of surprised at that. I was impressed by it. I liked it. I like a bit of gore in my TV. Yeah, right? Heightened so, realism, heightened circumstances. It was nice. Yeah. I like when Oliver goes and talks to his mom's like, hey, look at this list, you know. Oh, that's a list of people your dad owed or who owed your dad a favor. I was just Throw like, it in the fire. <laughs> I was just like, oh, man, the tides have turned. Now he's the one getting all the crappy excuses from somebody else. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, that, that one was pretty easily see-throughable. Oh, yeah. I had no idea the list was so long. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Cyrus Vanch, human trafficking, racketeering, drug running, and at least 52 homicides. This is a little Easter egg because 52 is a kind of a popular number in the DC Comics. Oh. However many multiverses there are, or universes in the multiverse, and then the whole new 52 thing that came out a couple years ago, where it's rebooted the entire universe. 
it, it yeah just a little throwaway easter egg that i was excited about i was like yeah there were a lot of them in this episode like when oliver tells laurel to meet him on the winnick rooftop of the winnick building named after judd winnick who wrote a lot of green arrow in the 2000s oh they do a really good job of incorporating a lot of lore and what is more surprising is you do a lot of finding it <laughs> yeah yeah those two are ones that i just noticed um there was another one that was it makes you wonder how many have they done that we don't catch you know yeah like apparently there's a newspaper in this episode that mentions wolfman and perez who are two classic comic creators who actually uh created the deathstroke character but I didn't see that one, and I looked for it the second time I watched this episode, and I still didn't see it. So I don't know if that's actually true. But yeah, good. I, I love that they do the Easter eggs. That's it, Without those, I don't know if I'd like this show nearly as much. I don't know. I probably would. I don't catch them. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what's going on. I still like this show. Fair enough. So... um. Yeah, I keep wa- I keep wanting to see Diggle arrow up, you know, because he did mm-hmm. that one time to get to get Oliver out of the thing. So we know that we've got a costume that fits him. And I'm still waiting to see him fucking suit up and, and get out and do some stuff. Uh, but the way he's interacting with the world now is is awesome. I I mean, I love the way that he sort of took the initiative to stalk Oliver's mom and provide evidence for Oliver that is like weird and here's something you should be researching and, and sort of pressuring him into making the tough decisions, which is cool. I was a little disappointed because of the whole, you know, it's too fortified. I can't get in on my own. I was really hoping for like a yeah, double right? arrow. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's an easy answer. I mean, he's not going to be able to shoot arrows as well, but if the big question is, are we going to be able to, you know, have enough arrows on my body so that I could shoot everybody no i won't then have dick will show up with a crossbow or something you know what i don't get is how he's like i can't get in on my own i need your help and then the only help he gets is after arrow already gets in and takes out everybody except apparently that one guy yeah well he was to be fair extremely pissed off (laughs) it's true i I just (laughs) wish we had seen and shot or two of uh lance taking out a couple of the guys well lance was an excellent you know thing to roll over one time Mm -hmm. you remember like he rolled over his back to like (laughs) which was totally unnecessary but it looked cool (laughs) yeah when he's chasing arrow down after the setup on the roof (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. such a pathetic chase scene it sort of was, but you gotta you gotta consider you know an, an older gentleman cop who's been working desk for a while, and then an arrow who's like young and virile and extremely well trained in parkour. It's it's not gonna be a fair race, you know. Exactly my point. Why would he even bother going after him? Yeah. Well, because he's passionate and he really wants it. Yeah, he just doesn't want it enough to be able to run faster. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the parallel storylines between Detective Lance and Cyrus Vanch. How they're both, you know, trying to bring down the arrow in order to build their reputation. Mm. Mm. Very, yeah, very really well done. Deep. I, I also liked how the sort of um, cop, head cop guy was like, uh, do we really want to take this guy down? He's doing a lot of really good stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not... I mean, in a way, it was good plot-wise because it put the pressure on Lance and opened up that whole storyline where he finally is able to, you know, betray his daughter. I mean, we yeah. knew it was coming, and it was, I mean, but I think he's, you know, this cop guy said what everybody else in the city is thinking. Like, what's what? What's the point of spending time trying to get rid of the hood when the hood is doing good stuff? Right. The other thing that this episode did in, in keeping with that same sort of topic is it, it started tying up or, or at least creating the loop for the swoop um, uh, a lot of different plot lines that we had sort of seen starting to go, uh, including, you know, the, the tap on, on the Oliver Laurel phone 
and the the notebook that Walter had given to Felicity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and there's one more. That, uh, and this whole. Um, yeah, I mean they're, they're just doing. How Arrow gonna get trained? Like where? Yes, is that's the other one. Training? That was the other one. Who 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 is the other force on the island, and how is that gonna affect Oliver and get him to the point where he's not a sniveling doucher? Because um, <laughs> that obviously has to happen somewhere. So it, it did a really good job of of propelling a lot of the stories forward today, and that's probably why I was so excited when I was while while I was watching this episode, because every time they reintroduced a new twist, I was like, oh, they're gonna do that too! Oh my god! On top of the introduction of introduction of an actual solid villain, who's yeah. already gone again? No, he's not. Well, well, he's just in prison. Going back to jail, which that works out really well last time. Yeah, what happened to the broad? I totally missed that. That's a good question. All right, better up. Arrow in the tit. <laughs> Arrow, I swear, Arrow, um, Arrow like knocked her out or something, didn't he? Because he doesn't kill women or children. That's why China White's still alive. He killed China White if he had the opportunity. Nope, he already did. Wait, he killed her? No, he already had the opportunity. No, he I'm was just still joking. a little green at that point. Ha, green. Yeah, I see what I did there. Uh, <laughs> drink for puns. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, cool. I liked the driving Miss Queen kind of feel to the Diggle and Moira scenes. Yeah. yeah. It, it was nice seeing that relationship because we haven't at all. Well, it's really interesting because I, I feel like some of what, some of her lines came across very, like she's trying to make small talk, but you can tell she doesn't trust him. Right. For, for one reason or another. It's like, oh, well, you don't have to follow me. Hey, so where's Oliver tonight? Yeah, and you believed him for that. Like it just—it had an undertone, which was really, really subtle and nice. It—it it made me think that she didn't like talking to the help. <laughs> that's probably that's all I could think. Honest to I, God. I had a moment when he, the second time when he was like uh, opening the door and he had his, um, he had the umbrella out and he was—he was opening the door for Mrs. Queen. I had a moment where he was gonna like look in and she would just be gone and she would like have an arrow moment. I thought that would have been so funny, but then she just got out. It was it was a total disappointment. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh god. I love how blissfully awkward it is when Diggle walks in and is like, uh yeah, I was just, just looking, looking for the bathroom. Restroom. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone Thanks. just stops and looks at him. Because he's the only male in the room. Right. And he is a mad fine, too. So He is. That's They're probably like, why they all stopped and looked at him. Here's what was going through their collective brains in character. Damn. Wait, wait. Did somebody order a stripper? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I have a cold. Stop it. Yeah, how yes, dare you? You shouldn't do that. It's bad for your health. You have bronchitis. <laughs> it's deep and wet. <laughs> oh my god! Nice. Uh, I like the Diggle Arrow relationship in this episode, yeah. and how it kind of reverses from the trust but verify episode, where Diggle's yeah. all like, "No, no, he's not bad. He's not evil at all." And this one, Arrow's like, no, he's not. She's 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 my mom. She can't. Be she can't evil. be evil. She's my mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, <laughs> what up? She's evil. And then they actually had the balls to have him pull his arrow on his mother. Wow, that's yeah. yeah I'm so excited to see how that conversation works out because I'm. It's funny that I mean, if you saw the next time on, she was like. I have kids. I have a daughter and a son. And he's like, "Fucking bitch, I know." <laughs> I don't. I don't ever see the next time ons. Well, I started taping it because we get the CW on satellite. Not right. satellite, but um, what do you call it? Blah blah blah. So I'm finally getting the no. next time on, so I get a little hint of what's to come. My TV doesn't stop recording too soon. Like, yeah, I'm still on Hulu because I've got. I purchased my own Hulu account, so now yeah, I'm not using your Hulu account anymore. That's probably good. Yeah. I mean, it's worth it. I like it. I'm excited to have it. Yeah, I even I get the next it. time. Even I get the next time on Arrow. Which is, Where do you get it? 
Do you download it? What do you do? Yes. It's it's <laughs> online somewhere. It's you can, online. You can find it online. He has a Hulu Australia account. Yeah, that's it. I know sure. what Hulu is. You could watch it, Rudy, if you like. If you YouTube it, I'm sure they have like. Yeah, I know. Or exactly. you can just like Google next time on Arrow. That's or... okay. I don't really care. I like to be surprised. Well, all right. I'm really happy we got introduced to the real Deathstroke. Yeah, okay. Right. This is my question. So, as, do you think there really are two guys, and is does this mean this guy is the real Deathstroke? And well, there was like a I had a number of questions about that because I didn't because Rudy caught his name, which Slade means Wilson, which yeah. is the actual name of Deathstroke. So right. Which is really funny because sure it's very similar to, to Wade Wilson, which is mm-hmm. um, Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. Right, so that meant nothing to me, though, as somebody who hasn't read DC Comics is not, like, that involved in the Arrow world outside of the CW show. I was like, "Eh, okay, welcome to the world. Blaine, what's your fucking name? I don't know. You got a mask. Slade Um, Wilson. Whatever it is. Say it with me now. A pimp named Slickback. (laughs) Sorry, keep going. So, but anyway, so you guys are you guys are positing and probably to right because you're actual geeks uh, <laughs> that this guy is real, honest to God, Deathstroke. What does that mean? That means that the douche that was torturing Oliver is Deathstroke's random partner, which I have no idea who that. Well, it's also be. it's also could be that this guy is actually the same guy who was just stabbing him, but is living the dual life like Yao Fei is, you know. See, that's what I thought. Like I, I'm I don't know if I can agree with that. Have a partner. <clears throat> I don't agree with that theory because if they're both doing that, then they could easily just both break away and go escape. But okay, so if Deathstrokes came to the island to get uh, Yao Fei off of it, well was Yao, Yao Fei was a prisoner, well, that's what we assume right now, and is now like a part of their posse, which is how he got compromised, quote-unquote? Yeah. Okay. So why, he wouldn't want to leave the island without Yao Fei, would he? I mean, what's the point of getting arrow, like, arrow-y? I don't think he wants to, but I think he's willing to in order disavow, to... Disavow, disavow. Yeah. And, mm. and since Yao Fei sent Oliver to go find him... I think that's Yao Fei kind of saying, hey, go without me. Yeah. Or at least can be a I'm sad that they didn't there. actually show him choose a bow last time. I know that it's silly to have to show that he's choosing a bow, but he's going to have to. Yeah. Yeah, How's that, that kind of ended awkwardly. I have a little side note here. The guy who plays um, uh, Slade, he's actually a Kiwi, so a New Zealander. Woo-hoo. Sorry. So at least it's a little closer. Yeah. Because I knew it didn't sound English. I just knew it didn't sound uh, Australian either. Yeah, they pretty much sound like us, except a little more sheep shagger-ish. Oh, a little more what now? What? Is, that, is that exactly what it sounds like? So, uh, you think yeah. the Kiwis have sex with sheep? That's a, yeah. that's a technical yeah. term. Sheep shagger-ish. Wow. It is what it sounds like. Does it... There's a little bit of a uh, a rivalry between Australians and New Zealanders. A little bit. Uh, did it start when? Did it start when they they decided to film Lord of the Rings in New Zealand instead of Australia? My guess Probably. is it started when the Australians <laughs> referred to them as sheep shaggers. <laughs> <laughs> that that's probably part of it. I'm sure. And spent the, the better part of thirty years destroying them in every single sport. Did they, so do they do they call you kangaroo shaggers? <laughs> okay, no, I so... think they I think they say gods. Something like that. <laughs> From here on out, I'm referring to all things Deathstroke as sheep shagger. <laughs> yes. Good. I'm glad that's happening. <laughs> so arrow. Oh my god! So arrow. Another random Easter egg that I actually had to look up is uh, when Moira walks in to talk to Papa Merlin, the, it's Fouquet <laughs> Lemaitre Consulting. That's not at all right, but because it's French. But it's named after the set decorator, Dominique, whatever the last name was. 
Oh, cool. I, I just saw the name. I'm like, that's way too out there to Specific, just be random. Yeah. <laughs> so I looked it up. I'm like, hey. Oh, Dan, how do you notice these things? I, I, I wasn't even looking do. for it. I was just watching Merlin and, and Moira and excited for I don't know. I'm just, I get wrapped <laughs> up in the, in the entertainment. That's good. That's because you're so easy to please. That's true. That's true. I man. learned it from my mom. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I really want to talk about Lance and Laurel and how they're both hypocritical douchebags. That's really all I wanted to say. They're okay. both hypocritical douchebags, and they probably should stay away from each other because they're both being toxic people to one another. You're saying who's the douchebag, both of them? The answer is they both are. <laughs> Aren't we all a little bit douchebagish? I yeah, like to think that I'm not a bit douchebag sometimes. <laughs> I like to think that I'm just amazing. Well, yeah, we gathered that already. Well, sometimes I'm a little soup shaggerish. I mean, what? What? Oh, I man. multiply with sheep. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. and that's how you ended up so hairy. No, that might be true. I'm part though. sheep, which is probably why I'm part attracted to sheep. Whoa. <laughs> Well, right, there's our explicit forward. tag. Awesome. <laughs> You're welcome. Is it always me? I feel like it's always me. It might be. I did, say, I did say fuck a lot this That's episode. <laughs> that is a fact. I like um, that uh, the entire episode, Laurel's just like, yeah, I need more evidence. I need more evidence. And then she gets kidnapped. It's like, well, there's your evidence. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I can be a first-hand witness. Hooray. Yeah. It's all good. I don't know. Can you can you be the prosecutor if you're the first-hand witness? I don't, I don't know how that works. Uh, I can call myself to the stand for a cross-examination. Yeah. Mm, weird. I don't know. Never seen that happen before on entertainment. <laughs> on a lawyer show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming she would probably have someone else in her firm take the trial and then call her as a witness. Yeah, that makes sense. That would be logical. Do you think yeah. there's going to be a trial of this badass uh, nope. butthole? I'm just going to assume. Not that, that we're going to see. It, it'll probably be in the news sometime. Like Cyrus Vance was committed to prison for 27,000 years. Or whatever. However long Laurel told him he was going to be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> the exact number. <laughs> I really liked the scene that uh, of Vanch explaining why the arrow wasn't going to be able to save Laurel. It was it was a great moment of editing where he's just talking about it, and then we see yep. him just take everybody out. Yeah. Whatever. That was, like, one of my favorite parts. My other favorite part of this episode was when the bad guys came into Laurel's house, and she, like, literally beat them all up. She broke one of her arms, like, yeah. in the door. <laughs> yeah, it was boss. Yeah, that yeah, was that's... a great scene, great moment of Laurel, you know, getting seeing her being able to take care of herself again, and then, but you can't block a taser. Can't block yeah. a taser. <laughs> that's a um, good line. Yeah, hey, I like that. A good line. There are a lot yeah. of really good lines in this episode, none of which were delivered by Merlin because I believe he is growing a vagina. Laurel, yeah. I was sort of, Laurel, and I were sort of talking about it before the before while she was on the phone with me earlier. It's like, well, the only reason that Merlin isn't Merlin anymore is because he's literally trying to be a different person um, for for Laurel. He wants to be a better man for her, and he doesn't – I don't think he I – th I think justifiably he doesn't feel like he's getting any uh, – not respect, but benefits. Like, he's doing all this changing. He's doing all this work, and he's not seeing any – Positive reaction. Doesn't even have a drawer for God's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's funny because you know there's relationship right now, especially this episode was set up so much that like clearly Laurel's the one in control. Clearly she's the one who can kick ass, and Merlin would have rolled over if somebody came in and like just gotten beat up. And um and and like the tables are turned on Merlin, and that like he used to be kind of a player, and now he's getting played. You know. Because well, I are, think we, Laurel are we on Loveline now? I feel absolutely. like we're on Loveline. 
Don't hate the player, hate the game. Um, he he's you know she is clearly in deep smit with with the hood. Mm. I think that whole thing in the in the parking lot where he was like, "We can't do this anymore." You know, you could get hurt, and she's like, "I'm a big girl." You know, put it in me. <laughs> what? Oh my she God. Said it face. She said it with her eyes. That would be. She the doesn't say anything line. with her eyes. Her <laughs> eyes are always the same. They're, they're her eyes like, are always saying, "Put it in me." Like, except when be. they're saying, "I could get killed." They Remember, just say, she, "I'm bored." To me, when she hugged Merlin, <laughs> like she did this thing with her face where you could tell she was worried about her meeting with Arrow, and either she was worried about it because she totally wanted to shag him like a sheep. Or <laughs> she knew that she was potentially in danger because he's a dangerous man. But they're the same face is what you're saying. It's what you're positing. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I looked up could... pictures of her as an actress on Google, and all of them were the same eyes. So you're saying she's the Kristen Stewart of, the, <laughs> of network TV? What? No. I'm just saying the top the half of her eyes. face doesn't work. What? <laughs> She doesn't do anything emotionally with her eyes. She doesn't yeah, it's, with her it's face. very awkward. Her eyes say, I'm going to screw Arrow. Listen well, to the woman on this one. I know what her That's what her overarching. <laughs> her overacting, acting, her overarching acting choices. I'm going to bone that guy. <laughs> yes. That's her, that's her underlying motivation in everything. <laughs> I don't blame her. I mean, that would probably be mine, too. Oh my gosh, his abs are fantastic. <laughs> I, you know what I really missed this episode? There was no workout scene. Like, that's probably my favorite part of every episode. He, he's all sweaty and shirtless, and uh, I don't want to bite him. <laughs> you know, the, the, can I just say that the, that the, the sexualization of, of genders is, is not only... Uh, one-sided but like completely contrary to the normal american ideal like we don't have a lot of uh, we have a lot of really attractive women but we don't have a lot of scantily dressed attractive women whereas we have men who are running around without shirts on and like every episode yeah so it's interesting that we that that the male gaze has sort of been flipped on us in this in this series and yet we as three men and one woman still all enjoy it sort of equally Yes, we do. Yeah, but I think I'm getting more out of the sexual stuff than you guys are. I agree. Definitely yeah. more for... I was just going to say something really naughty. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Laurel needs to stop being more scantily clad. <laughs> I about agree this? with that. I, I, think, I think we should probably wait until, you know, I'm in better shape before I start being smart. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> I was about to. I was about to make that same joke. I was like, I don't know if I want to see my sister more scantily clad, but <laughs> uh, that would make me a joke. <laughs> hey, Rudy, I want to see your sister scantily clad. What a dickhead! Who <laughs> would say something like that? <laughs> you sound like a real sheep shagger right now, dude. <laughs> oh man! I'm not a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Half sheep. Half sheep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god. So arrow. So oh my god. A couple more quotes that I caught that were pretty <laughs> hilarious. Uh one of the, the when the other police officer comes up to Lance to tell him that the phone rang, he's like, Your daughter's playing Maid Marion to Robin Hood again. Uh-huh. That's good. It was, it was clever, quick throwaway yeah. line, but it was enjoyable. And no, possibly my favorite line from the episode was Cyrus Vanch when he's eating his steak and Oliver's first attack on the compounds. He's like, "That giant sucking sound you're hearing is the power vacuum in Starling City, one that I plan on filling." Oh, I didn't remember that. It was, it was really intense, and I liked his delivery of it, and it pretty much set the scene for that episode. All I can think, though, when I hear giant sucking anything is mom. <laughs> Nothing? Really? Okay. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm muted. I'm looking for that last quote from from Diggles that I really want. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, he can't be unmuted because his sound of his typing is so loud. It's only worse. Okay, never mind. I'm not even gonna do it. Got some trick arrows this episode too. Got the recording arrow and maybe a flashbang arrow. Couldn't tell yeah, if he left a, a box yeah, or the, something. Because those two yeah. guys up above, the two uh, sharpshooters he got with the uh, flashbang arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it looked like a magnesium flame. Okay, wait a minute. Because I was hearing a lot of guns. Were any of those guns coming from Lance? Um, no. I, I mean, could be, but there, we have no reason to believe that. You know, this episode was a really good argument for, you know, limiting the use of, you know, automatic weapons. In automatic this weapons, yeah. See, bad guys use them to almost take out the arrow. If we all just had arrows, then, yeah, you know. Exactly. That's true. Except the dark arrow. Papa Merlin. So just because I was really curious about it during that scene, I actually counted up how many arrows he shoots, and he only shoots 11. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Which I understand you're not going to show 24 arrows being shot just so that that one line of dialogue actually has ground. And you yeah. can assume that he fired the other 13. But it was just interesting and amusing. Of course you did. Who wouldn't? And he's always got those little arrows uh, on his forearms as well. He talks, mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's the number, like the number of things on his forearms were also counted in that 24. That could yeah. be. Uh, it's, like, it's like 18 yeah. arrows and six or eight, four on each arm, whatever. Yeah. I think that's things. what it was. He was like, he has 20 in his quiver and four on each arm or something like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Or, no, that's too many. It would be... Uh, 16 in his quiver and 4 on each arm, right? I'm bad at math. Yeah, it'd be something like that. So, one question for you guys. Why do you think Yao Fei didn't take Oliver to the plane wreckage to begin with? That's a really good question. Maybe he didn't need him for that. He didn't think he needed him for that until he was compromised and became part of the, you know... Oh, here it is. I found it. I understand why you would believe your mother over your stepfather, but I tend to believe the innocent party is whoever's missing and presumed dead. Yeah, I like yeah. that line too. Yeah, that, that was a line. really good line. Love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, my sorry. guess um, about the Yao Fei thing is that he just didn't need him. Or maybe he was trying to test him to see if he was trustworthy and could adapt and survive at all before he took him back to the other guy. Otherwise, it would just been murder, you know. We bring this guy back. We don't need him. You and I can do this. Just get rid of this pup. Right. Or maybe before he be, had to become, like, a member of these bad guys, you know, his intention was to train Oliver so that he could help, mm. you know, yeah. and help get him off the island, too. Don't forget, the first time that Oliver goes to the cave, he's actually fairly badly wounded. He might not have been able to get him to the plane. That, that's a good theory, too. That's like also that true. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what? It's from a Tenacious D song. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of our explicit tag. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I like that I kind of forgot that he was, you know, kind of wiped out at the time. Because Yao Fei shot him through the shoulder. Yeah, I mean, it's probably all wrong. So I was figuratively pooping my pants probably eighty percent of this episode because I thought it was really well. It was really well scripted and, and sort of cinema, cinematographically choreographed. That all those words were weird. Um. It was shot well. It was written well, and it looked awesome. And a lot of the big sort of overarching things were coming to fruition, which is why I was losing my mind while I was watching it. Dan can attest. He kept getting, like, <laughs> texts and text messages going, oh, no, he did not. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Times two. 
Um, yeah, meanwhile, Rudy texted me and was like, I'm watching Arrow, it's epic, so I get, like, all excited for epicness, but because I'm not as much of a geek as him, like, the really epic moments didn't mean anything to me. I was like, I don't get it. This is a good as, as good an episode as every other episode, but I don't see why it's so epic. You just didn't like it because they all had their shirts on the whole time. Yes, thank yeah. you. That's what it was. It was something. You, you're just missing that one little piece of magic to send you over the edge. Yeah, I probably would have said it was epic if there was at least one shirtless o'clock. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot because of all the plot that it moved forward. Oh, there's one more that we didn't talk about, and that was when Oliver gets captured by the guy, and he's out of arrows, and he can't do anything because he's got the gun by the back of his head, and Vance turns to him and says, lose the bow, Merida. Yes. <laughs> uh, I knew you would bring that one up. I loved it. Oh, man. Merida. <laughs> I missed that line. It's kind of, it's, it was kind of a quick little throwaway, but it's so Tony Stark, you know? Yeah. 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 Totally Tony Stark. I wonder if Lance and is going to feel differently about Arrow now that he basically saved his career by not letting him kill that guy. Because he was like, I'm the vigilante, you're the cop. Yeah. Doesn't mean I have to write, read him as Miranda writes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> from, from all our past experiences with Lance, though, I don't think that's going to mean a damn thing. I doubt thing. it, yeah. But, I mean, he knows that his that the police department is compromised. There's a mole in the department. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had to ask Arrow for help mm-hmm. anyway. And he, you know, lured himself to doing it. I wonder, you know, if this doesn't at least on some level prove to him that he does have Laurel's best interest in mind. He does want to save the princess. And, and the, he is almost necessary for a, in, a, in a world where policemen can become corrupt, you know. Yes, exactly. I wonder if there isn't going to be some movement towards him leaving Arrow alone a bit. Arrow acceptance. Yeah, come on. Arrow Appreciation Day. Mm-hmm. I think he's still going to have a problem with Arrow because Arrow is always in contact with Laurel. So he's going to say... Well, but he's saying... Th- he's telling Laurel that he can't be. He's... Arrow is. He's saying, this can't happen. I put you in danger. I don't I don't need that on me. I yeah, need you on me. I want you on <laughs> me, but I don't want that on me. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that relationship. Well, but those relationships between Arrow and Laurel and Laurel and Lance. Right, but now if Arrow is not going to seek her out and she doesn't have a phone, then they're essentially cut Cut off. Mm -hmm. For now, but how long is that going to last? They'll get to a point where one of them needs each other and it'll have to happen in more ways than one. All I want to know is when are we getting an arrow signal? Yes. <laughs> uh... Hopefully not ever. <laughs> the arrow phone was was potentially bad enough. It's true. I just, yeah. I just think that direct lines of communication, like it'd be like having him have an arrow email. <laughs> oh yeah, no. If you've got someone who deserves getting busted. Just email me their name and their address and get a list of their dirty laundry, and I'll see what I can do. Sure. Aaron, <laughs> name address. It was Kickass. Kickass yeah. had the, yep. the website, and um, the and in the very old Batman series, they used to have a a hotline down to the Batcave from Commissioner Gordon's <laughs> office. Mm-hmm. The red phone. That's right. Yeah. Uh, classic. Um, cool. I think that'll do it for this episode. Yeah, we did it. There are a lot of nerdy references this week. I like it a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed this episode. Yeah, we got at least 15 to 45 seconds of Felicity being... Oh, oh no, that was at the end of the last episode. So yeah. we, got her, we got her in the last time on, so we got about five seconds of her. Mm-hmm. I still want Felicity and, our, and Oliver to start checking up. Me too. It's not gonna happen, but no. But, but she's gonna be become awesome. the Oracle. She's gonna become the Oracle of the Arrow World. I hope so, because I love that character. I yeah, me agree. too. I Everybody does. Be thoroughly happy with that. Oh, I want to see the episode when Arrow turns to Diggs and says, "Pick a weapon," and 
he picks up the nunchucks and then everything will be <laughs> <laughs> and then I will have to send beer overseas this sounds terrible <laughs> I love this idea I'm, I feel like I'm... I need to email the writers and just be like come on please Come just, on, he doesn't even have to use them. He just has to touch them, right? So yeah, they're on the table. He, he, he has to be holding them. He has no, to he be has holding to touch them. He has to be no. in it. He has to be holding them. He has to be holding them because if someone else has nunchucks and hits him in the head with it, it doesn't count. It touched him. I agree. No, I agree with that. There needs well, to be. Okay. Has to hold. There needs to be nunchucks with the intent to use. Okay. Yeah. So what if he like he's like here, pick a weapon, and he like. Picks it up for a second and puts it down. And picks a different weapon. Good I enough, still win. Fine. Good enough oh, in my oh, book. That's fine. Yeah, but it's not going to happen because screw you. That's why. <laughs> you talk about swords. I like swords. <laughs> yeah, how is a swordsman going to teach a guy to use arrows anyway? I have he's, a feeling Yao Fei's. He's aces. Like he's got everything. You I see how I picked that up? Yeah. We'll see Yao Fei again. Yeah, I think that's will. it. I think Yao Fei is going to escape as he has want to do. Well, and we, we can assume that what's-his-name Slade is going to teach uh, teach Oliver, like, the parkour stuff and hand-to-hand -hand combat because he does know that. They'll probably start there um, and give Yao Fei some time to break back out. Or they're going to go break him out. Word. Right. So, one more question that I just thought of. The first episode, we see Deathstroke's mask with an arrow through it. Mm. Now we know there's two people that wear that mask. Who do you think it belongs to? When did we well, see that? Like that? It was at the very first episode. When he was on the island and he was doing that whole, my name is Oliver Queen. For three years, I lived on an island, blah, blah, blah. And then it shows that, that fire thing that gets set on fire. And then there's a mask on that's been mounted to an arrow in the dirt. Like, it's just sort of hanging there. Hmm. Like a warning. We don't fuck around. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. The real answer is probably Slade. Because yeah. I think I think evil one who kicked the crap out of him and beat the crap out of that one guy and, and cut his shit, <laughs> I think that guy's still alive. Um, and maybe... Slade gets killed on the island during the plane assault or something because they don't succeed at the plane assault because he didn't get out by plane. Right. Well, Oliver doesn't succeed with them. He could fall behind. That's true. So who knows? Slade just ditches him. He's like, you can't keep up, you can't come with. <laughs> but he still has to go to Russia. Mm -hmm. No, or no, he has I... to be a Russian on the island. I think we've got to find, like, Russian mafia people. On the island. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, if he went to Russia, he would have gotten a haircut, and he would have shaved his beard. Yep. Which, by the way, how is, you know, Deathstroke guy, uh, Sheepshagger, how is he getting his haircut? It was, like, military short. He has a clippers, probably. Well, where's he got electricity from? He's shaving it with his sword. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> or maybe he That's has... a bass. Bass. Wait, wait, wait. How do you guys shave? I've got a sword <laughs> and I just... Yeah. In America, I have, I have someone who comes to my house to shave my face for me. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that would be Ooh, amazing. Dirty, baby. I used to have a girl who would come to my hair, come to my house and, and cut my hair. You guys don't have. Well, anyway. She's gotten too busy at the salon, so. Oh wait, you actually had someone come to your house to cut your hair? It yeah, was a friend of Laurel's. My girl Betsy would come and do my hair at the house, and then she'd give Rudy a haircut too. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. no, we don't do that kind of shit here, or at least poor <laughs> <all> people don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because she was like a student when I first met her. She was still a student, and so she. Um, she would come to my house to practice on me, and then because we had a relationship after Hey, oh, both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. Anyway, I think we're just rambling now. Continue the joke. <laughs> so we, should, we should sign off. Probably true. <laughs>
I love a girl who can take care of herself. But can't block a taser. As always, you can contact us by visiting our blog spot. That's roguearrow.blogspot.com. You can send us an email at arrowpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Rogue Arrow Podcast and give us a like there. Or you can call and leave a voicemail at 909-ARROW-07. Also, leave us some reviews on iTunes and get rate us there as well. Uh, our blog spot page has almost hit 1,200 views. I don't know wow. if that really means anything because a lot of those are probably from the pictures I post getting hits on Google picture search. But it makes me feel good. Hey, good enough, yeah. Definitely check out our other podcasts. That's Mainframe Chronicle, a reboot review podcast, and The Cinemasters, a hodgepodge of movie reviews. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Amazing Bass. That's Amazing B A S S. Anybody else got anything? Nothing new. Nope. Sweet. If you're in the Michigan area, I just opened wings. wings. If you're in the Oregon area, I really want to work as a nurse and not a data abstractor. And anyone in Australia, give me a fucking job. Just come to Oregon. <laughs> No, I need a visa. Mm, yeah, those. With sponsorship. Yeah, uh, so... I would, be re- I would be your sponsor, but I think it's illegal in my state. What, New Jersey? That's the only... What? <laughs> it's illegal here as well. Uh, I thought Australia was so progressive. We have an atheist female prime minister... But still no gay marriage. Yeah, but she won't pass on gay marriage. What about New Zealand? Does New Zealand have gay marriage? I think so, yeah. No, oh, but you, you can go. marry a sheep. <laughs> oh, you can totally marry a sheep. I'm pretty sure their prime minister is married to a sheep. <laughs> yeah, we She's not married to me, at least. It's <laughs> <laughs> about some more New Zealand <laughs> hate. <laughs> uh, we got so close. Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. I'm Daniel Jaynes. I'm Chris O'Neill. I'm Rudy Schubach. I'm Laurel Mers. Go and on keep out. Keep shagging them sheep. Who's the bow, Merida? Come from the net. Blogs, websites, podcasts, to this place, the, the Mainframe Chronicle. Chronicle. Our format, podcasters. To analyze and discuss, to discuss the shows we love. Their strengths and flaws. We discuss them until our jobs ache. Software pirates. This is bad. This is very bad. Megabyte hit a delete command in the mask, just like you said. Only you didn't know because I should have copied and pasted the truth from the start. I am the Crimson Bino. So many moods. So little time. Careful, young Enzo. Remember that anything worthwhile takes time. What we have here is a failure to network. Well, get to work, you two. I don't keep you around for your brains, now do I? No, sir, not our brains. Absolutely not. The monkeys are restless, and my dog has fleas. Over. This is good. Seconds. This might even take one whole second! 
They say the listener lives outside the net. And listens to the podcast. No one knows for sure. But, but we, we intend, intend to, to find, find out. out. Mainframe Chronicle. The movie game is a game that Rudy and I play where we come up with a starting point and an ending point and we try to get there using the same rules as Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, essentially. More often than not, it just sort of devolves into uh, a vehicle for which you talk about awesome movies. But yeah, that's sort of the, the bare bone structure from, what, from the way I play it. Yes, so Rudy, what are we going to be <laughs> starting off with? Uh, we're starting with uh, Drive. So we're going from Drive to Goldfinger. We're going to connect them somehow. You want to start or you want me to start? I'll say we got the movie Drive. We're going to Ryan Gosling just because he's the only one going in the it. I guess exactly. <laughs> okay, Ryan Gosling is also in The Notebook. Uh, I don't know The Notebook yeah. either. Uh, wait, awesome. who's in that? Someone, um, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Another name I don't know. So maybe Drive uh, is not the best in, place Oh, no, I got this one. Okay. Uh, Rachel McAdams was in uh, Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. Awesome. Um, that's Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. I think I'll go Vince Vaughn. I feel like he's more okay. connected. Let's go Vince Vaughn to uh, his early work, Swingers. We'll go John Favreau. Uh, so let's go with John Favreau to. He was in a bunch of movies recently. He was in um, I Love You Man. Pretty much all the Marvel movies. He was. He was in specifically Iron Man. And in Iron Man, there was. Can we go through. Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Yeah, so either of the. We can go through either of the guys who played Colonel James Rhodes, or we can go through. Robert Downey was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. With Val Kilmer? Yeah. Val Kilmer was in... Val Kilmer Kilmer was in Batman Forever. Which was... was Tommy Tommy Lee Jones Jones and and Jim Jim Carrey. Tommy Lee Jones. He's got to have been in a movie that we can go through. A lot of people give us crap because they're like, you should be trying to find the shortest route. And it's like, that's not the point. That's not the point. No, no. (laughs) I mean, this isn't a great example because we're not stopping and talking about all the movies. But right. that's what we normally do, and that's usually what this game is played for. Okay, so, uh, so we got Tommy Lee Jones. We're going to go with Tommy Lee Jones to, what was he? He was in something less modern. we got to start moving backwards. He was in The Fugitive. Fugitive. Uh, Harrison Ford. Well, that'll get us to um, Harrison Ford, exactly. Harrison Ford's uh, an older actor, which means he'll be in movies closer to that country. Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh no! Yes, you're right. He played Indy's father, and there you go. Harrison Ford to Sean Connery through Last Crusade to James Bond Goldfinger. Bam! Awesome. Well. Anyway, so that's that's an example of the movie <laughs> game. Yay! We made it. Check out the Cinemasters podcast at thecinemasters.blogspot.com. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Cinemasters podcast.